0: Today on the No Sitting on the Sideline Dad podcast, episode number 42, my conversation with Dan Moyle from the Storyteller Network podcast. We talk about how divorce can be challenging and the ups and downs, also, the ins and outs of a blended family. Next on the podcast, let's do this. Welcome to the No Sitting on the
1: Sideline Dad podcast a podcast about a journey of discovery and conversations about not sitting on the sideline of life. Let's get involved. Here's host Joe Foley. Welcome
0: to the podcast. Hey, my name is Joe Foley. I'm a dad and a parent, crazy busy adult in this world. And I really want to say thank you for being here. I know as a dad and a parent, our time is limited. So you choose to spend time listening. means a lot. And this is your first time. Welcome. This is the podcast by having a conversation, but what it means to be us. Really, it means to be us. There'll be different topics related to being a productive person or a busy adult. This would be a weekly podcast, Dead Community. there would be interviews and topics that I find interesting that may be helpful to you. Because I'm thinking if you're listening, you kind of probably think a little bit like me. I know we're going through some issues. You know, similar issues, but some kind of issues. So, Let's start a conversation like in the show notes, leave a message in the show notes. What do you think about the topic of the week? Or we can have a discussion of what we're talking about today. I love being a dad and a parent. I know this stuff's not easy. I'm not an expert. I'm just a dad on a journey trying to take one day at a time, in this crazy world. And I'm, and I'm trying to figure this out. Also, if you have a second. head on over to Apple iTunes. Leave a comment or review. Let me know what you think of the podcast or any podcast catcher that you have. Take a minute and just leave a review. Next up, my conversation with Dan Moyle from the Storyteller Network podcast and from any of you, Valet. We'll talk about the ups and downs of divorce and his experience with blended families. There's one thing I really, really enjoyed is Dan's positive attitude about things, about especially blended family and divorce. He's a little down the road than I am, but it's that positive attitude really set out to me because of course it can be tough. Bundling families can be tough. There's schedules, there's, you know, communication. It's, it's a lot and to keep a positive attitude, it's kind of hard to do. So I really enjoyed Dan's and positive attitude. That's one thing I take away from this pod interview. So let's jump right in. Today on the podcast, my guest, Dan Moyle, successful business, businessman marketing, also most important job, he's being a dad and a good husband to his wife, Sonia Moyle. Dan, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it, man. Uh, you know what? I, I got to ask. It's just Halloween and uh, it's kind of a fun question, I guess. What yeah. is one of the most like interesting or fun experiences you have with your kids during Halloween season? Uh I just love dressing up, man. It's, it's what a chance to be
1: a kid again. Right. You know, my, my girls, they're 11 and 12 now, and they still both this year want to to trick or treat. And so we were talking the other day, my, my oldest, my 12 year old uh, wants to be Rosie, the Riveter, which is, I think is awesome. And she gets that because we volunteer with veterans with world war two vets. Um, and my younger daughter wants to be uh, a wolf. She's obsessed with wolves. And so I get to go dress up with, you know, whatever I want to be. Usually I'm a hockey player. Cause I have that stuff in the garage but or a biker you know but it's just fun man i love
0: those experiences and just going walking our neighborhood it's just so much fun i just recently was in the store my son um, i had to pick up something that was like a ride aid or something like that and then during the halloween season they always had that little statue of the little witch there and he's four <laughs> years old he's like at that what's that and i'm like it's okay sean it's okay it's it's fake it's fake it's all right <laughs> That's, that's just his size. He's so it's freaky. I get it. It's <laughs> the same size as him. He's like, Oh no, <laughs> well, that's awesome. Damn. Tell bit about yourself. What do you do?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm a marketer. Um, I, somebody asked me that this weekend and I said, I'm a snake oil salesman. <laughs> and they just laughed. <laughs> uh, I'm a, I'm a marketing executive for an agency that works with clients to place them on podcasts. So podcast interview marketing. Um, and I've been doing marketing for uh, around seven years now, seven, eight years. Uh, I was, I was a marketer, director of marketing for a mortgage company and, and my strategy, my philosophy really more than anything is inbound marketing, uh, you know, the content, blogs, videos, uh, social media, search engine optimization, email marketing, all these things that bring people to you and give them value rather than, you know, let's create a marketing campaign to make everybody who rents think they're dumb and get them to buy houses.
0: Like I don't want to do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, I guess I'm Europe. Um, we're both dads and that's fun being dad. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those jobs like, ah, oh, man, come home to work and do your work. and All of a sudden you go, you're tired but it's like fun being with your kids and mm-hmm. um can you give me an experience like when you and your, your kids what is a like thing do you guys like doing together as a family or uh
1: so my kids are like night and day um we are a blended family uh so second marriage for my wife and i and we each brought a daughter into the marriage and so my biological daughter is very much like me and my my stepdaughter my bonus daughter is very much like my wife so they're they're very different so when we do things together it's always an adventure of some kind it takes it <laughs> take somebody out of their comfort zone no, no matter what and so my i think i think so far one of our greatest adventures was uh we I, we live in michigan and we drove to colorado to meet some friends of my wife's and is, sonia was when she was pregnant with with zoe she uh met a bunch of women through like a parenting forum through the, i think it was a magazine or whatever and they were all doing the same month uh and so these kids are all the same age and once every few years they get together they, they communicate now through facebook of course uh there's a there's a facebook group for everything (laughs) but it went from the forum to to a facebook group and once every few years they get together and she has some actually some very close friends that we see a couple times a year Uh, but anyway so we we decided to go out to this to, to Colorado, to Estes park. Um, there's a, a YMCA camp there and it was just incredible. And it's, it was funny because, you know, Sonia knows these women and, but Zoe doesn't really know the kids all that well. And my, my daughter, Ava doesn't really know any of them. Um, and I, I know, I know none of them. And, and here's the situation where my, my wife's like, here's mom, my, my friends here, I'm going to set you up on a blind date with their husbands to go be friends now. Good luck guys. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so it was interesting but but it was fun man the road trip itself was was just hilarious to me because i love taking a road trips and and my wife doesn't so it was you know that that friction comes up or whatever it was but it was fun and then we get to colorado and it's just a beautiful week and then i decided i wanted to go through uh nebraska on the way home Mm -hmm. and then up to uh mount rushmore Rushmore. (laughs) wow man and, and my wife is not a last minute person. She's a planner. And so when I sprung this on her in Colorado, she was like, wait, what? And I said, well, why don't, you know, why don't we go up there and just have a little bit of fun and take the girls to out Rushmore? We can see the black Hills. I want to go through Nebraska. I have a friend who's, who's buried there. Uh, and she was like, Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's a, yeah, let's do it. And so that was an awesome adventure. And it was just so much fun to take my kids to these things and show them stuff and talk to them. And you know, at 11 and 12, now I get to do those things when they were younger, we just got to, you know, we go swimming at the lake or go to pool and, and swim or, you know, go outside and play. And I just, man, I love those adventures. I love being, being a dad
0: well it's it's interesting. <laughs> when you go to those i mean meeting your wife's from the wife's friends and you're like hey here's the other dads go hang out with them you know what's <laughs> funny is because we're, we're, we're all sitting there like i can experience they're going how you doing what's up how you doing yeah yeah and when a bunch of women get around that i mean i'm not saying anything but they, they have more of conversations it's almost like they have their own clique men yeah. are like what do you do hey you like sports yeah which one do you like you know <laughs> <laughs> it's funny isn't it it's like what do you do what do mean what do? I'm, a, I'm a dad I'm no a dad. but what do you do for a living Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Those conversation it's usually very quiet or you just, you know, sip a beer or whatever beverage of your choice. <laughs> yep. That's what we did. We went out to a, a micro brew and had, had beers
1: together. So it was good.
0: <laughs> um, you mentioned you were a blended family. So you've been through a divorce. Yeah. How did, how, how was that for you? What can you experience with that? Oh man, it was
1: so much fun. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, it, you know, I, I, I tell you what, First of all, I am blessed with my family now. I wouldn't change it for the world, but I never thought I would go through divorce. I thought, man, this is it. I'm married. Um, I'm not you know, I'm not going to get divorced ever. We, we have a great thing. And we had been, we, uh, my first wife and I met when she was still in high school. Actually, we were both in high school. I was a senior, she was a freshman. And so we dated once I was out of high school. And so, you know, high school sweethearts, I guess, but we were young and we got married relatively young. Um, I was 21. I think she was like 19, whatever, or 20 and 22 or whatever it was anyway. Um, pretty young and took our time before we had our daughter. We had five years together before we had our daughter. And then things started to deteriorate. And there's, there's a lot of reasons for it. Um, I'm, I'm a faith person. And, and my biggest thing is we got away from God and it just, we went away from our faith and it, and it, we went down bad roads and going through the divorce, man, it was, I, I didn't know it was coming. I didn't ask for it. I didn't want it. I wanted to try to fix it. and, and go to counseling and do all these things, and we tried a couple of different, you know, counsel, we tried counseling once and this kind of stuff, and it just, you know, she made up her mind, and it was really, really hard. I'll never forget the day I got the call. Uh, it was a phone call, not a, you know, not a dear John letter or a face to face. It was a phone call. I was at work. Um, I worked in a, in a TV newsroom at the time, and I'm at work. I'm on my shift, and she called me, and we we had been having it was it was bad at the moment. Like I knew things were bad, but I thought this is a call that she wants to get together tonight and talk and whatever. And it was I want a divorce and man, it, it wrecked me, man. It just, it took, it hit me in the gut, something fierce. And I just never thought it would happen. And, you know, once I, once I kind of f- figured it out and knew that it knew that I couldn't stop it, um, no matter what I did, uh, I I got, I got right with it. Um, I got back right with God for me. I went back to church. I went to a a group that it's called divorce care. Uh, it's Bible based, but it's not beat you over, over the head with the word. Um, it's, there's a lot of, a lot of not, not secular, but a lot of, a lot of, uh, practical advice, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Um, So no, no guilt and shame. And like, you know, oh, you're getting divorced. You're a bad Christian. It was very much like, okay, you're going through these feelings right now. Here's how you deal with that. Here's some practical advice. Here's some prayerful advice. And and this kind of thing. I loved that group and it, and it really helped me go through that. It's man, it was hard. Yeah. I, I I never thought I'd be defined as being a a divorced person.
0: It was, it was shocking. Was it, um, was it like I say? But going through the divorce, I've been through the divorce myself, actually, and mm-hmm. um, and I've I mean, the experience of the going divorce. Did you feel any going through like any sense of depression or anxiety from the going through that? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't. I don't recognize anxiety in
1: it, but, but certainly a depression, a sadness, a, a shame, a feeling of failure. I mean, as men, we define ourselves by, like you said earlier, Joe, you know, our, our, our job, right. Our family, this is what defines us. And for my family to be broken, for me to be a dad finally. And my daughter was only four years old when we divorced, um, to know that I, in my mind at the time, I've just ruined her life. She's now going to have to go between two houses. She's going to have, you know, step parents. She's not going to know about, you know, all these things that you, that you hear that the horror stories you hear about divorce. I thought, man, I've just done this to my daughter. And, and I took that responsibility on, like I said earlier, I, I didn't ask for the divorce. I didn't want it, but I didn't, I, I tried right away to not blame my ex-wife. Um, I didn't want to call her names. I didn't want to be angry and bitter. I wanted to live in a world of forgiveness And so I forgave her. Um, I tried to work on me and and I took responsibility for my part in it. Um, And that was through divorce care. I wouldn't have been able to do that without divorce care and without my faith. But yeah, it was, and it was, there was a period where I was definitely, I looking back now, I was depressed, you know, um, I enjoy a, a good beer. Uh, I enjoy a good scotch, but I'm, but I'm, I don't struggle with alcoholism, fortunately. But during that time, man, I tell you what, it was a lot of drinking. And, and I look back now as a dark time, I thought I was just like having fun and kind of partying with some friends. But I think I was trying to find the answers at the, at the bottom of a bottle. And it, it was hard.
0: I mean, I can know from my experience now going through a divorce myself and just recently and coming home to the apartment when I'm with the, cause we split custody. It's like coming home to four, four empty walls Mm -hmm. you by yourself it's it's not a good experience (laughs) no and and it was it was weird going to an
1: apartment wasn't it like was the the first time you go into your apartment and you bring in like a new piece of furniture like this is weird yeah right how was your relationship with their mom uh for the first seven years of our of our post-divorce life it was pretty good we actually co-parented quite a bit we would talk about things about school um the after the first day of school, we would get together and have coffee with our daughter there and, and she'd get a treat or whatever, you know, and we would be able to talk with her about things. Um, I used to, I, when I left, I left the, the marriage home and I got an apartment, um, so the, the house that my daughter had been born in, uh, and, and was starting to grow up in I, I let her keep that, so to speak. Right. So I would actually take my daughter back home on the evenings that she was with me. I was, I was, I was blessed. I still am, but I was blessed to have my daughter three evenings every week and every other weekend, but not overnights on those evenings during the week. Um, and you know, cause cause she was new in school and stuff like that. And I just didn't want to bounce back and forth or have a whole week on a whole week off this kind of thing. And so you know, those evenings I would take her back to her mom's house and I would put her to bed and her mom worked evening shifts, um, with, with her job. And so, you know, but I would, I would be in that house still. And, you know, even when she had her, her boyfriend move in before she got married and then then she was married to him, he'd even be there and it was okay. We were fine. Um, You know, it was, it wasn't always easy for me. I mean, I certainly had to work at it, but I I felt like I was doing the right thing. And I would put my daughter to bed, I'd be able to see her at bedtime, this kind of stuff. And then I'd leave and then I'd come home to my, to my wife now. And, and, and that was, it was good that we communicated. It was good that we co-parented. I think it was a little bit difficult on my family now that I wasn't home those evenings, Mm -hmm. but you know, you, you do what you can as you go through it, right? You do it with the best with what you know um but yeah the, the first like i said the first seven years or so we're definitely uh co-parenting and that kind of stuff and you know unfortunately uh things do change sometimes in the last couple of years have been more difficult but we're we're getting through it you think the most important thing is communication uh i do and i i think well let me see i think the second most important thing is communication i think the first most important thing is figuring out how to deal with the emotions and understanding that even when that person's being um, not nice, mm-hmm. most likely it's not you necessarily. Mm-hmm. It's whatever's going on in their life, right? Hurt people hurt people. Um, and so she, you know, that, that other person, the, the, she or the, he or the ex. Um, and if we're talking, you know, we're talking to guys here most likely. So if, if your ex wife is being very difficult, she's probably hurting in some way. And that doesn't make it any easier. doesn't
0: make it any better, but know that, it may not even be you man, you know? Yeah. So uh, it's interesting. I mean, I've been experiencing that myself and, um, and I've gone through that, like beating myself up and thinking and, and thinking it's my fault and all that and how to fix it. I'm going, I'm with the same thing you went through and, um, it's, it's a hard place, but I getting help is important, I guess. Oh yeah. And that's, like I said earlier, the divorce care is what got me through and
1: I've been able to go back now and be a bit of a counselor to other, other guys going through other, other people going through it. Mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't matter who initiates the divorce. It, it doesn't matter if you divorced her or she divorced you or whatever it is. You went through it. You have to be able to mourn. It's like have the death of a spouse, only they're still there in your face. You know, um, <laughs> like I, I gotta laugh about that, but it's it's, it's kind of morbid. But, you know, a, a widow or a widower. They're going through that immense loss and, and, and a tremendous mourning period. But at some point that person's not there anymore with a divorce. It's like they're dead to you. They're no longer available, but they're there. They're still there that whether you're angry at them, whether you still want them back, whatever it is, you still are reminded constantly that basically they're dead to you. Um, but yeah, finding help in some way. And, and not from the single friends that are out partying and drinking and, and going to bars. There's nothing wrong with having a good time. Right. No. But I, I learned very quickly, like, okay, this is, I'm going down a, a bad road. I remember reaching out to a good friend of mine. Um, his name's Nick and Nick got me through my divorce, man. He, he went drinking with me a few times, I think just to keep me safe. <laughs> um, <laughs> But he, I went to him at one point. I said, look, I know that you've known alcoholics that have struggled and that are now sober. Uh, am I turning into an alcoholic? Do I need help? Do I need to start going to AA? Cause I feel like I'm drinking a lot. And he gave me some pamphlets. We talked about it and he went through it and I thought, okay, I'm not struggling with the addiction part of it, but I definitely didn't need to, to stop right now. And I, and I, and I did for a while and now I can have, like I said, I can have a couple of beers with friends or whatever. Um, and I, and I, and I'm not searching for the answers in the bottom of a bottle, but, but yeah, connecting with a couple of trusted advisors, counselor, if you can, um, a faith based thing, if that's what moves you, uh, even, and even if it doesn't, you know, I've, I've directed folks who are not churchgoers or faith based folks, go talk to divorce care, man. It's like I said, it's practical advice with a faith base but it's never about shame it's about acceptance it's about moving forward um finding those, that kind of help is is very important
0: i guess um a good transition into a blended family you and you, um, your wife now you have um you have a step stepdaughter and you have your biological daughter how how does that work give me some an insight in that ah uh, boy it's it's interesting it's um i wouldn't change
1: it for the world i i I always wanted two kids, so to have two kids now, and it's Ava and Zoe. So I have my kids from A to Z and I only get to have two, so that's awesome. <laughs> um
0: That's why that's funny.
1: But that's right. <laughs> but uh it it presents its own challenges, but it has its own rewards. Um my 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 daughter Ava has taken to calling my wife, mom. So, so it's, so for her two households, she has two step parents. She has a, a stepdad and a stepmom. So for her mom's house, it's mommy and dad. And at my house it's daddy and mom. So she got, that was her coping mechanism. And so that's what she calls us now. And, and it's great. And, you know, at some point when she's, you know, 18 and calling me daddy, it may not be as, you know, as cute. Right. It's like, no. you're an adult. I'm dad, <laughs> um, but, but at this point, you know, she calls, so when she started calling uh, my wife, mom, it was just that moment of like, okay, this man, this is cool. Um, my stepdaughter uh, calls me Dan and that's fine. I, I've always told her, you can call me anything you want. It can be pops. It can be Papa. It can be daddy. It can be whatever. She was like, no, I'm, I'm going to, you're, you're my, you're my Dan and I'm good with that. I'm like, okay, great. But when she, you know, stumbles up, stumbles up to me and, and she's not an outwardly affectionate person um, her, you know, her love language is not, touch and, and affection in that way. So she doesn't snuggle a lot, but when she does, man, I know that she feels safe. I know that she feels loved. Um, I know that i am doing something right. And, and I love that. Uh, yeah. Blending a family is, is presents its own challenges, but definitely its own rewards. It's, it's been a, an interesting experience so far. What kind of challenges have you faced though? Uh, you know, it's things like when I used to put my daughter to bed at her mom's house, my wife would struggle with that saying, why are you abandoning us to put her in bed and stay there with your ex-wife's husband? Um, you know, rather than just do what's quote unquote normal in a, in a, in a divorce situation where you drop the kid off at 8 PM and then you come home, um, things like that. Or, uh, which, which I, I got to realize it wasn't there again, it wasn't about my wife, um, disrespecting my daughter or me, it was not feeling like a whole family unit. So we began to then have more overnights. My daughter's actually with us now. Um, every she's with us out of 14 overnights, uh, six of them. It's not quite half, but almost. So we have family time now and it's so much better, but to kind of negotiate those, those situations, right. Or family. I mean, you know, my parents have two sons and we each have a blended family. And so you've got in-laws and steps and, you know, natural and this, and, and uh, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's incredibly challenging to figure this out. You know, we're looking, we're looking already it's, it's October, right? We're looking at at Thanksgiving going, okay, this should be the year that myself and my brother and our families are with my parents for Thanksgiving. And then Christmas, we'll just kind of figure out whenever we try to do that to, to make things consistent. Right. Well, it turns out, um, the, the, the paperwork that you have from your divorce, the, the friend of the court book or whatever it is, right. It it lays out those holidays. Well, this is not my Thanksgiving. So we can't do Thanksgiving. So do I try and negotiate with my, with, with my daughter's mom or do I just say, you know what, right now we're doing things by the, by the book and that's it. Um, you know, my parents are gonna have to just kind of deal with it and do Thanksgiving on a different day. Um, figuring out schedules for our own family. You know, we've got in a couple of weeks, my wife and I are going to go down to, to, uh, Indiana. I think it is to see one of her friends from that women's group that she, that we visited in Colorado. And usually it's the four of us that go and we rent, you know, a hotel room overnight. We swim in the pool. We have a great time. Well, my daughter is going to be with her mom. So it's only going to only going to be my stepdaughter this time, uh, which is great. But then I feel like my daughter is not part of that. And so it's just, it's just hard sometimes, man, you know, and as a dad, don't you feel like, man, if I don't have my kid with me, I'm not complete Oh, at times. Definitely definitely feel that way. Yeah. So to have, to have your, your child not at home is, is just hard sometimes. Now, fortunately, you know, her, her mom's a good person. Her stepdad's a great stepdad. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm not, I I don't worry by any means, but I just, man, I want my kid around, you know,
0: (laughs) What's interesting. So, interesting and, and how do you deal with the, the step parents? Cause it maybe I don't know if in the beginning it was kind of awkward. Yeah. It's, you know, I think
1: you have to look within yourself and say, okay, look, this person is going to be in my child's life. No matter, no matter what, like this, I can't control that. So all I can do is control my reaction and my thoughts and, and my feelings therefore. So, you know, even though, you know, that, that guy was a friend of mine and now he's in my house with, with, with my wife. Like, I just have to be able to move on from that because getting angry or bitter towards him isn't going to do anything for me. Um, getting angry and bitter towards that other person isn't going to do anything for my daughter. I, I made a vow early on that I would not talk bad about her mom, no matter what, um, you know, no matter how angry I am if she's even remotely near the house, but my daughter, I don't want to talk bad about her mom because even though my daughter is 50% me and 50% her, her mom is a hundred percent her mom. And so even if she sees a fault in one of her parents, the other parent pointing it out is not good for her. She, she will feel defensive. She will feel resentful. And I can't have that. And I think the same goes for her step parents, right? I wouldn't want that other ho- house talking bad about my wife. So I'm not going to do that to her. You know, she loves her stepdad. And as long as that step parent is not, you know, not abusive, not doing anything, you know, wrong, like as long as they're good people, mm-hmm. beyond that, I mean, you got to let it go, right? You just have to, and it's a process. It wasn't like I just went. Boink, oh I'm good. You know, there are days when I want to strangle the other house. But you know
0: what? <laughs> you just gotta move on, right? You gotta roll with it. Guess you just gotta yeah. roll with it, I guess. Yeah, you do. And um and, and experience some different kind of challenges. What was it like when your parents they were they were married? Were they married? Yeah.
1: Yeah, my parents are still married. Um I, I have relatively young parents. They're not they're not that old. Uh at least they don't seem like it anyway. I'm, I'm only, I'm 40 and they're only in their, their early sixties. Um, but yeah, my folks are still together. It's been 45 years of marriage or something like that. Um, and it's funny because both my brother and myself went through a divorce and my parents, they certainly don't look at us and go, what did we do wrong with you guys? They accept our lives, our lives, our wives, everything about us. And they love us and it's fine. But I kind of look at a person and I go, man, where did my brother and I go wrong? <laughs> we had a great example of, of how a married couple ought to be. And so, um, and my, my grandparents are still married. Uh, my mom's side, my, my dad's side, they're both passed, but, uh, we had great examples. So, you know, whatever it is, that that we did in our lives. Certainly. I, I, no, no blame on my parents. Um, my folks are cool though, man. My dad and I are real close. Um, we both ride motorcycles. I can text him anytime and go, go for a ride. Yep. I'm going. So that's awesome. Uh, you know, my mom's a great person, very smart, uh, taught me a lot about, you know, loving to read. Uh, she was a librarian for many, many years. Uh, just a, just great people. Yeah. My folks are cool.
0: So you, you, your
1: dad would send a good example for you then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, they, you know, my, my folks, uh, aren't, and this is no fault to them. They're not church going faith based people. we, we, We believed in God at the time. And I mean, they still do like, but growing up, you know, I knew that we believed in God, but I didn't go to church. I didn't get that faith filling me. Um, so my dad wasn't an example as far as that goes, but you know, he treated my mom very well. He treated us kids. Well, uh, you know, discipline was discipline. He, he wasn't my best friend growing up. He was my dad. Now we've become best friends and he was a great example of all of that. He was a great example of being a a husband taking care of your wife. He wouldn't, he wouldn't come home from work, put his feet up and go serve me woman (laughs) as much as that. Maybe, maybe sounds great. Like this is an, I dream of genie, right?
0: (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) But, but you know, he'd, he'd come home. He, he would do dishes or help with laundry. Um, you know, he would help clean the house, this kind of stuff. He would take care of the yard. He was, he was, he he is a, a good man. Um, he taught me, you know, change the oil in my car. Uh, he taught me how to change a tire. Uh, I'm not a mechanic, so I can't <laughs> fix my car now, but I can change my tire. I can change my oil you know, that kind of stuff. Um, he took me hunting once and I fell asleep. So I didn't do that again, but, <laughs> but you know, he connected with me on many levels. He was a football coach for
0: me for many years when I was growing up. Yeah. Good guy. You're from Kalamazoo. You're, you're living in Kalamazoo, Michigan right now. Yeah, just outside of Kalamazoo, but yeah. I just love saying that we're Kalamazoo. I know I do it for my work. and fun? I'm like, it just sounds like it's such a being like a kid's book or something.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> well, Glenn well, was Glenn Miller, you know, I got a gal in Kalamazoo. That's a, a big band song. So, yeah, it's a fun fun word to say.
0: I just had I had to throw that in there. I was thinking about it when I was you talking about bike riding and stuff like that. Kalamazoo. I guess, yeah. I guess wrapping up, final thoughts, giving you, you advice for divorced dads, and going through a blended family? Man, you know, just... Uh,
1: eh, don't do it alone because you're not alone, right? Find whether it's an online resource or something like divorce care or find a trusted friend that you can be real with, you know, men, we so often try to do it alone. And, you know, I can, I can fix this. I don't have to be vulnerable or whatever. Um, I'm just actually coming off of a, a weekend retreat with a, a men's group for my church. And, and the thing that struck me about it was the vulnerability that we can share in a trusted environment. Find that because, because going through divorce sucks, man. At the end of the day, it sucks and it can wreck you and, and don't let it, you know, find those resources to help you build back up again. It doesn't make you any less of a man, to reach out and ask for help or to go through a divorce. It doesn't make you any less of a of a good man to have to go through a divorce.
0: Uh, where they can I um, want they reach out to where they can find you and get in touch if there are any questions or anything like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know,
1: our our website, uh of LA.com forward slash sideline uh for your listeners i've got there where they can connect with me on on facebook and twitter and that kind of thing there's a bunch of marketing stuff there too cuz that's just what i do professionally but honestly if they just want to you know connect with me there email me um connect with me on facebook send me a message whatever it is uh slash sideline uh just you know cuz again you're not alone man right it's it's um even if it just means you want to just talk to me send me an email what the what the heck do i do this sucks man i'm i'm there for guys so
0: well, thanks, Dan. Thanks for being on the podcast. All links will be in the show notes where they can get touched. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for being on today. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate your time, man. Uh, God bless your listeners. Thank you. Well, that's all I have that's uh, for this episode. I want to thank you for joining me on the No City on the Sideline Dab Podcast. And I want to thank Dan Moyle for being a guest on the podcast. You can find more about Dan over at Interview slash sideline or the storyteller network.com. Where you can find his new podcast on, all the links in the show uh, links in the show notes over at no sitting on the sideline.com slash four two. Please comment the podcast. All comments help prove the podcast. Please reach out. You can find all my contact information. At no sitting on the sideline.com slash contact. Please sign up for the news email to keep up with the updates going on. I can share with you. Maybe some book I was reading or maybe. An upcoming guest. Also, next week's episode, my guest will be Taylor Zach. I'm just Taylor. We'll leave it to Taylor because I'm having trouble with his last name, who's a maritime historian. We talked about his adventures of diving and exploring shipwrecks and other adventures of being a dad. That'll be next week's episode. That'll be a fun episode to explore. My takeaway from this conversation with Dan Morales, you're not alone. You know, sometimes divorce can be tough, but you're not alone. He mentioned some resources, one resource is divorcecare.org, an organization that is kind of like a um, support group for um, people going through divorce. There's one that I heard about is from um, another um, interview I did about divorces, secondsaturday.com. Some, some of it's like a support group. Reach out for help. You know, because divorce can be an emotional roller coaster. No one has to do it alone. Reach out for help. Check out those things I just mentioned. Wrapping up, I want to say thank you for your time. Until next time, have fun. Get involved with your children. Give them a hug and tell them how much they mean to you. Because you know what? Time's short, life's short, and they like to hear that stuff too. Give them a hug, give them a kiss, tell them how much you love them. Take care. God bless. See you.
1: Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please subscribe to the newsletter to receive updates of the show and helpful and useful tips. This has been a production of Foley 42 Media.